Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? Hey, hey welcome to the NBC Nightly News. I love that song. And anything going on tonight? I'm just baking. You guys want some recipes? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Jason? Well, it looks like the um, the Dodgers are cooking a lot of stuff there, uh, Amy. <laughs> they, they came up with a rep, hopefully a recipe for a World Series win in 2024. Right? I mean, I guess we signed this guy. What's his What's his name? I don't little pitcher, maybe, I don't know, internationally known. Yeah, across the pond somewhere. <laughs> so it looks yeah. like we got Yamamoto for 12 years, $325 million. Not too shabby. We've got some people joining the, the chat, too. So looks like we got David Luna. What do we, what do we think about 325 for a pitcher? Uh, again, guys, you know me. I'm a little more conservative on the spending. So we, we're at, like, what, $125 million at this point? Yeah, you know, I think I'm more, I'm more, I mean, when you break it down on an annual salary, it's not a lot. I think it's under $30 million right. a year, um, and right. not much more than what we're paying probably Kershaw, what we paid him in the last year or so. I'm not sure what his contract was, $20, 25000000 million lately. So I think 12 years is a lot. I'm more concerned about the length than anything else than the money. I mean, for a guy who's never pitched a day in the majors. Um, and so that's that's a lot of years. But I guess if you get a, get away from that, um, look, the bottom line is it's not our money, right? And so the Dodgers have it to spend. And, uh, you know, the fact that they outbid the Yankees and apparently the Yankees were right there at 300 million and the Dodgers went one step further. Um, they mean business. So they're, you know, we're, we are now officially the hated ones. I mean, we've been the hated ones, but this I've never seen, uh, you know, I, I've never seen the, the, you can feel the tension, among other cities and fans and, and just not just fans, baseball aficionados all over the country, really not happy with what's been happening. But, you know, these things come in waves. I mean, we've seen this before. It's nothing new. It, it happens. The Yankees used to do it, you know, and so here we are. And right, yeah. right now, right now, what we know is it's 12 years, 325 million. We don't know if there's any opt outs. We know there's no deferrals. So he's going to get his money. Um, it'd be interesting to see if there is opt outs because he is 25 years old. Right. And a lot of people are speculating, well, maybe he'd have an opt-out, maybe three, four years. He could go right in, test the market again, you know, if he's having success. Um, right now, that's unknown. But, I mean, if it's 12 years, I mean, Dodgers are making him, you know, pretty much a Dodger for life. Right. And who knows if the Dodgers put in some opt-outs for themselves, too. Maybe there's a mutually beneficial contract in there. Um, looks like we've got a lot of people joining the chat. We've got Dave Luna, Jay Raider Nation, uh, Dennis Gonzalez. Thanks, guys, for all hopping in at the at the last yeah. minute. Philip Philip Lopez, Pablo X XH thirty four, Michael Carrillo, Hillary, Simeon, Jose Ayala. We got a lot of people in here. An another thing I did see was 
it seemed that the Mets did offer the same uh, 12 years, 325 million. And then he went back to the Dodgers and the Dodgers matched that. So, I mean, it, it seems like he wanted to be a Dodger from right. the start. He was a Dodger, a Dodger fan, you know, and then the ties today we were hearing, uh, there was a rumor that he was going to be at the, at the SoFi game. And then all of a sudden, like, nope, he's not going to be there. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Maybe, you know, they knew this deal was going to happen, you know, tonight or was, or was moving really quickly. And they didn't want to put any more, you know, speculation into what was going on. And and speaking of the Rams, I don't know if you saw, but the Rams jumped on it very quickly. And just about five minutes ago on their Instagram, they posted a Yamamoto Rams jersey on the field. So already. So it's they they were on it. Uh, you got to give them a lot of credit. But, uh, hey, look, this is exciting times. It really, really is. You know, and people can talk about the money and where's the money coming from. Look, the bottom line is this, too. Uh, Kershaw's not signed right now. So as of right now, that comes off the books. Um, if Urias would have been the Urias of old and things would have gone better for him, this would have probably been his contract. I don't know if he would have gotten 12 years, but he probably would have gotten eight or nine years around the same amount, 30 million or so a year, right? So he's not in the picture anymore. So if four folks start saying, where did they get all this money? I mean, it was in the plans to spend this if we can. And this is what we're doing now um, in Yamamoto and securing that. And so it's it's too bad. I keep telling everyone I'm I'm... I'm excited, but I'm also bummed that yeah, we won't see Yamamoto on the mound because could you imagine that rotation this I mean, year? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Shohei, right. 2025, it's going to be... I was like, wait, what? Else. Did we not break news? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? Sorry, I had a few too many at SoFi. But no, it, uh, it, 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 it 25 is going to be exciting, but 2024, we needed this. We really needed uh, an anchor. We needed a, a potential ace. In my opinion, we don't have an ace. Uh, we have a lot of number two starters, and, and um, I think everyone. I think it's grabs really who the number one pitcher will be going in. Really, uh, this is exciting stuff. And, I, and this I is think- what we've been clearing the payroll for for the last like year, two years, even even last year where we weren't even supposed to be contenders. You know, we we went ahead and won a hundred games, but we were. That's why we didn't go big last right. offseason, even though everybody was super disappointed that we were so quiet. It has more than made up for it at this point because it seems like every week we have a new announcement. I think now we're finally starting to see what, you know, for many years since Guggenheim took over, a lot of people were saying like, Oh, the Dodgers are the Yankees right out, out in the West coast. Right. And they didn't, they haven't, they've spent money, but they haven't really gone after those, or maybe they have gone after those big free agents, but they haven't landed them. And now when they got Otani, right. And he cleared all that space for them. Now they're actually showing, Hey, you know what? We're going to go out there. This is a guy we want and we're going to go get him, Right. I mean, you're outbidding the Yankees, right? It's the only, they topped out at 300, and you know he's choosing L.A. over New York, right? He didn't want to play with the Mets. He's pick, he's he's picking the the bright lights of L.A., right? It's kind of hard though when you see the team that the Dodgers have been building around him. Though he's coming, I mean, he played with with Shohei in the in the WBC. We've got you know all of our superstar contenders. Plus, you know it, we don't have a bad team. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Even our B list guys are they put up some numbers. So at least he knows he's coming to a team that it's you know it's coming together. Right, it is, and I think if we're healthy, I think that's always the the magic word, the magic phrase is health. But if this team is healthy and these pitchers get back uh, on track, and you have dust, the Dustin Mays and you have Bueller and these folks back. Boy, oh boy, we could really create something special. Right? This is where we were really handicapped going towards the end of the season um, with, with our rotation. And now you've got to be really excited about where they're at right now and what's happening. So 
Um, someone just posted it after, you know, with the signing of Yamamoto, the Dodgers still considering Kershaw. I don't know if we want to jump on that, but I'm really curious to see what folks think about wh- where does this leave Kershaw? And thanks, Francesco, for for that that super chat. I mean, yeah, I've been seeing that too a lot with with Kershaw. Like, where? I mean, I still think Kershaw is definitely in play. Um, I mean, right now, you you know, you've still got. I mean, you have a rotation, but I think Kershaw, if he comes back, it's going to be midseason, and he's going to not he's not going to require a lot of innings, right? And who knows where they're at, you know, midseason, like you said. So I think Kershaw still is in play, and that, especially now, seeing what's going on with the Dodgers. I mean, I think. This is something Kershaw is going to find very attractive and he's going to want to come back to this. I don't think there's a situation where Kershaw, like unless he he retires altogether, I don't think there's a situation where he doesn't come back and the Dodgers don't bring him back. There's there's some deal that will be made because one, you obviously want him to retire as a Dodger, but like how do you pass up again the the quality of the team that they're building around him? And and I mean, that's what we're seeing in the chat right now. Uh, J Raider Nation, the Dodgers have assembled the Avengers. Um <laughs> We're seeing that a lot of comments are, are basically bolstering what you guys are saying. Um, hey, hey, Philip Lopez in the chat. Juan, I don't know where that guy's at. Every time news breaks, I can never find that dude. So, like, it, you got to hit him up. Like, this is the second time. <laughs> Shohei, I couldn't find the dude. Now, Yamamoto, I can't find him again. So, <laughs> he's living his life. <laughs> um, oh, man. It looks so many comments right now. Everybody wants to play with Otani, the Otani effect. Uh, Broman 74, dude. Pressure is on, but Dodgers ready for it. Let's go. Let so, me throw this out there because I know I'm going to get a lot, of, a lot of haters on this chat, but I'm used to it already by now. If you've, if you've listened to the show when I'm on before. You want to bring it, back Syndergaard? No. I, I, <laughs> that would be funny. Right? But, <laughs> like, do we need Kershaw or do we want Kershaw? That's the question I pose. I'll start it off by upsetting a few folks. I don't want him back. I don't. I don't think we need him back. I don't see why we we sign him back. Um, I just don't see it. I would. Lo- I want to see him retire at Dodgers. In my perfect world, Kershaw would have announced his retirement at the end of the season, and he retires as a Dodger. But the guy really, really, really wants to play. I can't blame him for wanting to play again after you know the way the last season ended. I mean, it, it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you're an athlete. I think the way things ended for him. But you know, at the end of the day, the Dodgers got to think for the Dodgers, and you got to take your heart out of this. And think with your head and think with your pocketbook. And do we need him? Do we want him? Or are we just saying, let's sign him back because, oh, golly, we really want to see him go out one last time as a Dodger. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think you, you move on from that. I, I hate to see him take up a spot where potentially someone else could fill in. And then we see the same thing happen again in the postseason. Um, again, and we've seen it time and time again. And I don't mean to be the guy to doom and gloom on a very <laughs> celebratory evening, um, but I, I want to throw it out there. I, I, think, I think. Oh, go ahead, Roger. I think, like you said, I don't think Kershaw wants to go out the way he did, and I think the Dodgers don't want to see him go out the way he did. Right. So you know, if he wants to come back, I think they're going to give him that opportunity. You know, you know, Kershaw, Hall of Famer, Dodger, right? And I think. If he wants to come out, they want to let him go out on his own own terms, right? If he wants to retire, let him retire. But if he wants to play that one more season with the Dodgers, I think they're going to let him do it. Well, and I think this would be the the ideal season to let him do it, right? He's not going to be going for the entire stretch. He'd be coming back August, probably more likely September. So if you're going to have him come back, have him at least come back with a, a little bit fresher arm instead of starting, you know, I mean, he can't, but it's not like he's going a whole year. So maybe he has a little bit more juice in the tank to to finish stronger and kind of 
take the, and, the taste out of your mouth from what happened last year. And and coming back from the injury too. I mean, I don't know if this would even be something that'd be considered, but I mean, what if Kershaw comes out of the pen, right? You know, he's, I was thinking the same thing. You know, the same thing with the injury, right? I mean, maybe he's he's a guy that's coming out of the pen. You know, getting them some outs in the seventh, eighth inning. I mean, you, you never know. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see till we get to that to that point in the season. This and back to your roster spot thing, though. We've, I mean, we're still carrying Trinan and Fayerson. So, like, if we're gonna tr- if we're gonna carry somebody, I'd rather carry Kirsch. Then, you know, we haven't even seen Trinan pitch since 2021. Yeah, that that blip. Uh, what was it, 2022, but we didn't even see him last year. This leaves us without a lefty in the rotation, right, in the starting rotation? Mm. Um, right now, just Yarbrough, if, if they're going to use Yarbrough in the rotation. And, I, and I'm think, I'm kind of thinking maybe Yarbrough is a guy that they use as a piggyback somehow. Like, you know, if they're, they're, they find a way, you know, if they're using Sheehan or if they're using, you know, Grove or anybody, right, I think he's going to be somebody that, Maybe they put in that piggyback role because I think they found success with that last season, and maybe they want to carry that over into this season. Because at this point, we're looking at you've got Glass, Glass. Wow, why can I not speak? Glass now. You've got Miller, Yamamoto, um, potentially Bueller. We're still waiting to see if he gets built up enough to to be on that that starting rotation on opening day, or are they going to limit his pitches? And then you've got like you're saying, are we piggybacking like Sheehan, Yarbrough, Stone, Grove? What is that going to look like? You know, we have folks on here that are saying that we should get rid of um, of um, Barnes. What do you all think about that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a couple different folks. I mean, I'm not against it, but I'm curious. I'm surprised by I it. I mean, it is going to be interesting because a lot of people have said, you know, Barnes has been, you know, pretty much Kershaw's personal catcher. So if Kershaw's not there, what's going to happen with Barnes, right? I mean, it it is, you know, we they are in a roster crunch, right? They're They're adding guys, right? So they're going to have to make trades. They're going to have to either move guys or DFA guys because they're they're in that spot right now where it's like they're going to need roster spots. And obviously there's going to be guys that are going to go. He had a rough season last year, like really couldn't find his stride. I mean, it's he's great as a backup catcher. He knows how to call a game. But when it comes to those plate appearances, it was just it was lacking. So is this is this the season where you let Fiducia come up yeah. and and, you know, take his take his shot and, you know, he kind of bolsters Will Smith out there. Going to the chat here. Um, yeah, looking through some of these. A lot of people, Barnes is washed. It's Fiducia's time now. Uh, Michael Cuddy. Den- Dennis Gonzalez, same thing. Everybody wants to see Kershaw get 3,000 strikeouts with the Dodgers, right? So that's mm-hmm. one of the big things that they want to get him to that mark. Um, Seeing a couple of comments in here so we can make a roster spot for Kike. You know I'm on board with that. Uh, Having him play utility yeah. out in the field, he can cover for um, Muncie at third or spell him when he needs to come off the bench. So, I I'm still fingers crossed that Kike comes back. Um, Let's see. A lot of people saying your question was legit, Jason. Keeping well, it real, Kershaw won't be a top three to four rotation. He'll be a, he'll be five. So so that's good for him. We need to play the young guys like Miller, Broman, seventy four dude. Well, and I like the idea of bringing up Fiducia. I think it is time. I, I think you could make an argument that a guy like Fiducia could do what Austin Barnes does. Now, Austin, I've said this before on this show. I like the way he calls games. I think Austin Barnes calls a better game. I think he's a smarter catcher than Will Smith behind the plate in terms of calling games. And I think that's why he's been Austin Barnes, uh, Kershaw's uh, you know, 
personal catcher, so to speak. He does call a good game, uh, but he can't hit. And and so it, it's a little bit of a liability um, when he comes up to, to bat. Um, I think a team will take him. I think if you can trade Barnes um, and sure get something for him. But, you know, we've had a couple of good young catchers come through the system. And here we have Austin Barnes taking up space uh, for some guys that I'm sure would have would love to take up that space and, and perhaps – you never know, could do as well as Will Smith. I mean, we've been bringing up some good catchers to the system the last few years, so I think it might be a good time uh, to exercise that. Well, and he's, he's not so great at throwing people out at second either, and that's what you need in a catcher. It's great to call a good game, but you also need to be able to throw people out. A lot more people are are stealing now with the bases and everything. We need to be able to to bolster that too. So a couple of questions from the chat. Emmanuel uh, Otto is asking, you know, Giolito, 15, year, uh, 15 million for one year. Uh, an innings eater, um, and then also about the bullpen. Um, David Garcia is asking, "Are we happy with the bullpen?" Those, that's kind of where I'm still wondering. Like, is there another starter that they're looking at, especially a lefty? I'm, I'm thinking they might go after a lefty, uh, left left-handed starter, and then in the bullpen, are they done with the bullpen? I mean, there's been talk about them going after Hader, right? So those are kind of the, the the two areas maybe that we still see. And I don't know if they still want to address also the the right-handed bat for the outfield or is, is Margot the answer for that? No, yeah, we got, we got to shift a lot of people around on this <laughs> roster. If we're going to bring, that was a, that was, I want to <laughs> yeah. go back to that. That's right. Easy. Margot, Margot is no good. And, and, and he, he was just thrown in there. The, the, Do you think the, he's a trade ship? Absolutely. Maybe who wants him? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, Mark, look at his, pull up his numbers. There's nothing impressive about Margot's number. He's a bench player. My biggest concern right now, and I think I said this the last time I was on here, is the outfield. Um, our outfield, we really don't have – when you move Mookie Betts now into, into the second base position, look at your outfield. You have Chris Taylor, you ha- who's not an everyday player in my book. Um, Outman right now is your everyday player. He's earned it, right? And so I'm expecting to get at least what he, we got out of him this year, so I'm happy with him. But you got Jason Hayward. I like Jason Hayward. I'm glad that they signed him. He's not going to give you – half a season he'll be out there 40 50 games a year so you need another outfielder i, I it's, it's definitely not margot um i don't know who i, I mean i think uh, you know we would like to see a rosarena but um we do need another outfielder i think that's where the, the missing piece there I'm, I'm okay with the infield um i'm not a big uh i think at third base we're we're we're, <laughs> we're lacking a little bit there but um i think we need another strong outfielder and i think we can fill that gap then we're in good shape uh, if not, I would try to find a second baseman and put Mookie back out there in the outfield if that's the case. But I, I, something has to give. I don't like the fact that we don't have uh, Mookie in the outfield. That, that bugs me a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think I think Mookie playing second, I think that's something that they're doing because I think they want to prolong his career as well, right? I mean, he's still got a number of years of dark. So they want to kind of keep him off his feet. You know, second base is a little bit you know, maybe not as uh, he's not moving around as much as an outfield and running around after fly balls. Right. So I think that's why they, they made that move for Mookie and, you know, doc already said he's going to be the primary second baseman. So they are going to have Jason Hayward at least 50% of the time in the outfield. Right. So they do have to find another someone else that they can switch in, in right field. Um, you know, we've got some, some chat, uh, Bader, Kiermaier, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Let's see. Um, Teoscar Hernandez is a name that we've been hearing a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people getting floating it, floated in the chat. Let's see. Yeah. It, we, I mean, we need somebody. Uh, it looks like Margot, he played in 99 games last year. Um, 
I mean, he definitely not the whole season. Uh, looks like he had a 264 batting average. Not bad, but so, so Jason, no, the question, no power. Jason, the question in the chat, I think this is this is a good one for you. Uh, David Garcia, do you think Yamamoto and Otani show up at a Lakers game, maybe on Christmas? I don't care. I'm wanting, I want to be at that game <laughs> on Monday. How about if Jason shows up to the game? I think there's a very good possibility that they're, they're at the game. I mean, right, Christmas Day against Boston, I think it's a, a really good chance he, that you can see both of them there. So, And um, I think we're, we're already seeing the effect of, of like Otani in the real L.A., right? I mean, he was at a Rams game today. Yeah, He was in L.A., or technically in Southern California, right? No, see, for six years, did he ever go to a, a Rams game? Not that we know of, right? Not, Not that, that he was on the field. Participating, you know, pregame. I mean, so we're seeing that effect of of, of LA already with Otani, and I think uh, same thing with with right. Yamamoto. He was at a Lakers game a couple of weeks back, so I think we're going to start seeing these guys out there in LA in the community, you know, seeing what LA is all about. Well, they're even stepping up, even for for some of the signings. Like he reached out to Glass. Now you you know he probably reached out to Yamamoto. So Otani was probably a big factor in some of those let, decisions let Otani, too, right? But I mean, he's he's like he's being an ambassador for the team, and he's only been here for a couple weeks. So, and I think you know that's that's playing huge and right in what Otani did. Right, he deferred all that money. He said, "Hey, I'm going to take two million dollars for you guys to go out and put a team around around us." Right, and I'm not going to let my money be a deterrent to building this team. And it, and it's showing. Right, Dodgers said, "Okay, you know what? We're going to go out there and now." And they went and got the best free agent pitcher on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my biggest concern was tying up all of that money and not getting pieces around him. Right. And so the fact that, you know, he did defer that that's made way for, you know, even Yamamoto, he's he's locked down for 12 years like that. I mean, what an awesome opportunity for that kid. If you're Dave Roberts, are you feeling the pressure right about now? I think you have to because this is it, right? You got to win. You have and he's got one more year on his contract. I yeah, think. and he knows this is it. I think if there's <laughs> this is going to sound really bad, but I think if there's one person that's actually really nervous right now, it, it's him. I'll be honest with you. If I'm Dave Roberts, I'm excited, but I'm also low key nervous because I know this is it. If I don't get get at least get to the World Series, he's done. He's absolutely done. It is a done deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if that conversation has already happened with ownership and with the powers that be behind closed doors. Like this, hey, dude. We, we gave you a team here. This is yours to lose now, right? I'm, and um, I, I think this is it for him. And so I think the pressure has never been higher and the stakes haven't been higher for a, a manager that I can remember. I mean, Dodgers are the, are the hands-on favorite now, right? In the, on the World Series, uh, they're, they're up there. And even before they'd signed Yamamoto, right? Now you add right. Yamamoto to that. I mean, I mean, you still have teams that are good, right? The Braves, very good, talented team as well. But, I mean, I think right now the Dodgers are the team to beat, so... Mm-hmm. They're gonna have they're gonna have a lot of a uh, lot of expectations on them. And in his Absolutely. favor, I mean, he has a pretty stellar front office behind him. So whether he gets blamed for the decisions or they all make them together, that's something we've always speculated on. I mean, he's still got like the biggest stat heads working on his behalf to help come up with good rosters. All right, what do we need to do? So Michael Carrillo, if we fire Roberts, this team is way better. Um, Francisco Avila, it's a uh, this team became Dave Robert Dave Roberts proof he has to win. So a lot of people bolstering what you guys are already saying. Hillary, is this making way for Turner to get in at a managerial training position? I, you know people are clamoring to have JT come back, whether that's on the team or or in like a coaching or a management position. 
that would so, clear the way for him. So Dennis Gonzalez, all of New York City is salty tonight. And, and I'm starting to see that too. Like, right? Everybody was in on, on Shohei, right? Everybody was in on Yamamoto, right? And now those teams don't get him. And like, yeah, oh, Shohei, that's too much money, right? And the same thing they're going to be saying to Yamamoto, nah, that's way too much money, right? Kind of like now it's, and, and I'm seeing Dodgers are ruining baseball. Like, how are they ruining baseball? Because they're using their money. I've been right? and, and I've said this before, like, even small market teams, they have money. Their owner just doesn't want to spend it. Like, if their owners actually wanted to spend that money, they could use it to go get players, but they don't. They choose to pocket that money themselves and be like, oh, you know, we don't we don't have that type of money. Well, and I think the Dodgers are becoming what, you know, not to switch sports on people here, but what the L.A. Lakers, um, I think at one point were. And and what I when I say that when I say were I don't want to upset any folks in Lakerland, only because I think basketball ever since they changed their new collective bargaining agreement years ago it's leveled the playing field right and so now a lot of teams have the opportunity to um, to play and then I think that's what people in baseball are why people are upset at baseball right that there's not that parity but when there when there wasn't I mean this was the Lakers of the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s where people wanted to play for LA because of this type of stuff, because of the big moves that we would make in L.A., right? They wanted to play with Shaq. They wanted to play with with Magic. And so we didn't have a hard time signing people because you wanted to be a Laker. I think the Dodgers are seeing that now. They've been seeing that over the next the last few years, and we're seeing it more and more. People want to be a Dodger. They could have been a, a Met and made the same amount of money. Or, you know, the Giants competed. The Mets competed. The Yankees competed. A number of teams competed for these guys. But at the end of the day, they really wanted to be a Dodger. And it sounds like Yamamoto's agent probably – oh, Yamamoto might have told his agent, look, I want the Dodgers to have the final say. If they're willing to match the offer, that's where I'm going. And that's probably what happened. That last phone call went to Friedman and said, hey, 325, and he's yours. Done. And, and that's probably how it went down. And so it's it's when you win and for a lot of criticism, the Dodgers have taken for not winning a lot of World Series in the last 10 years or whatever. I'd argue we are the best team and we have been the best team in baseball in the last 10, 11 or 12 years or so. I really believe that we've made the World Series three times. That's a very difficult thing to do. And so, uh, you know, you're not always going to win. And I know we want to, but this is an organization who has been among the best in sports. And that's why players want to be here. And it's trickling down. And so it's exciting. It's very exciting. And then we're going to be the hated ones for a little bit. But, you know, uh, it's uh, you wish your team was on that side. I mean, look at the Angels where they're at now. Their biggest signing was Ron Washington. And so, you know, and I mean, that's really it. You know, and then you feel bad almost for a team like that. Not really, but just a little. Well, and, and sometimes like it is about the money, too. Right. People are going to go to the team that they want to. What Who's going to give them the most money? But at the end, at the end of the day, like you also don't want to be like a Mike Trout. Like he's in he's in Anaheim. He's apparently happy where he's at, but he doesn't have a team around him that's going to help him right. get to the World Series. So some may say he's languishing. And, and you know, that is kind of the case where, OK, do I go to the Mets who, you know, just sold off some of their bigger players after they had like a pretty caliber roster last year? You know, do they have the potential to make it all the way or do I go with the Dodgers who I know are, you know, every year it's right. pretty much guaranteed they're going to get in on a wild card or they're going to get in on their own merit. So we're going to be the hated ones no matter what. Everybody was on board with Otani. Everybody was on board with Yamamoto until they signed with the Dodgers. And now you flip the script and now everybody is like, eh, they weren't really that cool anyway. And with Yamamoto, too, there was a lot of talk that he wanted the big, like he wanted the lights, right? He wanted to be in a big market. He wanted the lights. He's come off of, you know, playing in the Japan World Series, right? Their, their World Series. He's won their version of the Cy Young. So he's ready for that spotlight, right? And when you think of, okay, LA, New York, I mean, we talked about this last night in the live, like 
Okay, he's coming to LA. Dodgers just landed Shohei Otani. What what are some of those the biggest series where the, the lights are going to be the brightest? It's going to be a Dodger game, right? They're going to start in Korea. How many eyes are going to be on that that series in Korea with the Padres, right? How many eyes are going to be on the Dodgers just when they show up at spring training on opening day when they play the Yankees, when they play when they go to Toronto? I mean, I think the lights are going to be bright in LA. The the lights are going to be bright in LA when the Dodgers make that that right. first postseason game, right? Of Shohei Otani's first postseason game. I mean, I think this is the spot. If he wants the bright lights, I think he's going to get them in LA over New York. Yeah, we've got a we've got a question in the chat from uh, Francisco Avila. How many World Series do the Dodgers need to win for this not to be a failure? So if we've got Otani for ten, we've got Yamamoto for twelve. Um, the balance of Mookie and and Freddie's contracts. What do you guys think? You you know that it's uh, so. I'll jump in really quick. Freddie Freeman is turning, what, 34 years old when the season starts? Or he's 34 now? Something like that. And so, in theory, he should start to decline. We didn't get that this past year, so he might give us as good a year. But he is at the the latter part of his career. So I think we need to take advantage of Freddie Freeman for another two. He might have two, three good years in him, and then we'll start to see the decline. And um, that's the bad thing about these big contracts is you're you're giving large contracts, but you're only expecting the player to be good for about half of it. That's what happened to Albert Pujols. So if you don't take advantage of these guys in the next four or five years, it's already a bust because now they're at mid-30s or so. Same thing with Mookie Betts. He's on the wrong side of 30. And so a lot of these guys. So you don't have the 10 years, really. I see it personally. You have about five years to capitalize on this thing. And if you don't capitalize with at least two World Series championships in the next five or six years, it's already a bust. Because um, it gets really difficult. Now, Yamamoto is still a kid. He's 25. That's a different story. But the rest of these guys, you, you got to win now because they're not they're not in their mid-20s anymore. And Freddie Freeman, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure at his age to really expect him to be able to put up these numbers, which makes it, to me, all that more phenomenal what he was able to do um, and hopefully continues to keep himself in shape and that way continue to just do what he does. But, I, you know, in, in theory, I think you only have a, a short window um, not these 10 years that I think fans are thinking of right now, even with yeah, a guy like Otani. I'll take the mantle for for Juan since the Prince of Darkness isn't here. Now, do you think <laughs> that that two World Series championships is optimistic considering not not a knock on the Dodgers, but because no team has really done it back to back? Like it's not something that happens, not necessarily back to back, but one multiples, you know, I think what San Francisco has been the last one that's done it kind of every other year. Yeah, but, three and I mean, five years. Many, yeah, not as many far people as back do to that. back, right? It was the Yankees. Back yeah, I think like early 2000s. Yeah. But so, even not back to back, that's me misspeaking. But like two in the next, let's say, decade. Do you think that's reasonable? And we, we mentioned this too. And I know Cody said um, on an episode, he said when, when we signed um, just, uh, just Shohei, one in that time frame makes it worthwhile, right? And when looking back at how baseball is, right? Like, teams to win back-to-back it is so hard to repeat as a champion in any sport and in baseball i think it's even harder but you know i i agree okay yeah you you have to get one right but i mean i'm looking at if they get three i think it's going to be a success obviously a dynasty but the thing too also when you said okay yeah, maybe in the next five years but i think this is this is a long-term plan like yeah they got yeah. these guys for the next couple of years, but you don't think that they're, they're adding more guys next year and the year after that and the year after. I think that's something that they told Shohei, you know what? You're taking that pay cut. We're going to continue to add to this team. Every year that you're here, we're going to continue to make this team stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. So this could be a window of 
10, 15 years. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what the Dodgers have put them they put themselves in that position. They're gonna they're here to win long term. Yeah, and keep in mind the Dodgers made the World Series three out of four years. Three out of four, oh, 17, 18, 19, mm-hmm. 20. Yeah, three, you know, so it back to back years in 17 and 18. I think sometimes as fans we forget about that alone is very difficult. And in 17, they were one game away. I mean, I don't mean to sound so, you know, idealistic, but they were really literally just one game away. And this conversation would be completely different. Right. And so when you look at it that way, it's very difficult. But we've seen them do it. They had very good teams. My issue, not to go veer off on a different topic, is the more Major League Baseball continues to expand the number of teams that make the playoffs, we're going to continue to see what I call these fluke teams have these fluke three or four weeks, a la Arizona Diamondbacks. That will do this because in baseball, I've always said, is the flukiest of all the sports. You can pretty much predict in the NBA right now who's going to be in the NBA finals or at least the the the, the conference uh, finals for each. And you just can't do a T in basketball. The number eight almost never will beat the number one, almost never. But in baseball, it happens all too often because in any given day, in any given weekend, anybody can win two out of three, right? And so that's that's what makes it so hard, I think. Baseball is that one sport that's very difficult to predict and to control, no matter if you have a super team. you know. But if your one pitcher up on that mound is just not having the right game, everything is thrown out. So it's it's hard. It's very hard. It's, 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 it's almost unfair to put that much pressure on any team, no matter how good they are. Um, but I... At the very least, we don't expect to try to get bounced in the first round, right? We've got to find a way to compete all the way to the end, you know, at least, and and, and be competitive and not be laughed at. Well, I'm going to hop on that soapbox with you because I think it's becoming more and more like, okay, great, you won 100 100 games, 105 games, whatever it is. That doesn't matter anymore Mm because the wild card has expanded so much, you're diluting the pool. But So here's an update from um, Jeff Passan. So... He's saying Yamamoto's deal includes a pair of opt-outs, sources tell ESPN. It doesn't say when um, or when those would occur. Um, so pending physical, 12 years, 325, includes a $50 million signing bonus, no deferred money, and additional $50.6 million posting fee. Um, so appears there are a pair of opt-outs, and that I don't see that those have been listed as to when those are, so keep an eye or or that. if they're or if it's his opt-out or the team's opt-out right. so we don't even know which maybe it's one of each maybe they're both his who knows i don't mind that i, I think this, that's good I, I i don't mind that at all i mean he's a young guy he's 25 and it's, so it's smart it's smart on yamamoto's part sure. right if you know he with all the build-up that he has you know if he comes over and and he's an ace like he's projected to be if he's an ace and he comes out and he dominates this year dominates next year wins a scion or two you know if he has an opt-out at maybe three, four years, he's at 29. It's smart. It's a smart bet. Hey, go out and test the market again. Absolutely. And, you know, he's going to make more than than what he signed for right now. Yeah. And we have the option to lock him down at that point, too. So, if like, if we can come to a mutually beneficial agreement, the opt-outs are moot, and he stays with the team and continues to produce. So, you know, there's a lot of options there. I was I, was, I saw a thing earlier today with, with our guy Doug uh, over at Dodgers Nation. Um, he was talking to Jose Mota. And Mota was saying that Yamamoto, he's an ace on any team. He's he's coming over just what he's bringing. He's an ace on any team. And right now, especially with the Dodgers, like we don't know, right, who that ace is going to be. Yeah, Walker Bueller, right? But, you know, depends on what he's going to bring, right, coming off of his second Tommy John. 
Bobby Miller is emerging as that ace, right? But is are we ready to put him in that ace spot, right? You know, if Yamamoto comes in, you got Yamamoto, you got Bobby Miller, Walker Bueller, right? And then and then we'll see. You know, people are talking already about next year. Then you have Shohei there. And you've got Glass now, too. And Glass now, right? So I mean, this year that rotation is getting pretty filthy. And but you know, people are looking that next year that rotation is gonna be really filthy, right? Especially if you re-sign Walker Bueller next year, right? Because he's a free agent at the end of this year. Well, and you've got Sheehan coming up too. So he like people will say he had a rocky year this year, but I mean for a rookie coming up from double A, he did a pretty good job getting through the year. He had a couple like, you know, fits and and spurts, but that's to be expected. He's a rookie coming up on on, you know, the baseball's biggest stage. Like the fact that he held his own pretty well. I mean, that's admirable, and I think he can only get better, if, especially with our team, the coaching staff behind him. Who's your opening day starter? <laughs> opening day was this weekend. Because let's you face put it, in, do you put in Yamamoto just for like the like kind of? Because we don't really have like a, it's not like you're hurting somebody's feelings at this point. You don't have Kershaw that you're like bumping. Right. It's not. Yeah, it's not like you know. No one's for the last for the last mm-hmm. you know ten twelve years. You kind of you know, okay. It was Kershaw, right? This year. We're going to see what happens in spring training, right? Is it Bobby Miller, right? You know, at the end of last season, I was thinking, yeah, Bobby Miller is probably your your opening day starter. But right now, we don't know. I mean, if Walker Bueller is ready to go on opening day, does he get the ball, right? Or does do, do they give it to Yamamoto, to Yamamoto right off the bat? A few folks online here are saying Yamamoto. Yeah, they're saying Yamamoto. And, and for no other reason than maybe, well, one, he's very good, but also the attention, the media attention around him, right? Do, um, would be tremendous. Just so JR, the of it. JR just said Lanston gave up another home run and Anthony Rendon just got put on the IL. So <laughs> typical, right, for this time of year, right? Oh, geez. We're off I mean, to a good start then. I'm, I'm interested to see what Gavin Stone is actually going to bring this year. I know last year he had, a, he had a rough start, but he was one of those guys that we talked to prior to the, to the year uh, starting last year that a lot of people were very big on Gavin Stone, right? They had him with with Bobby Miller kind of being one, two guys. So I don't know if that, that first year, you know, in the, in the show for Gavin Stone, you know, is going to help him, how much it's going to help him to be able to regroup. Cause I'm, I'm very interested to seeing what he's going to bring. I think he can still be one of those guys that's right up there at the top of that rotation. I think there's a good chance they trade him, to be honest with you. I think the Dodgers are feeling pretty good about where they're at. I think they see some holes still in the lineup. And I think if I'm other teams, I'm now making phone calls with the Dodgers now that they've made these signings, that there's some vulnerability there, right? There's some rookies, some people down in um, in AAA or in AA that they may want to be to trade. I think Stone may be the guy um, that they can dangle for a missing piece that they want, right? Another bat. Um, well, that's if they want to get if they want to get rid of pitching, right? I mean, they still got right. you know they still got Bush and Vargas, right? And those guys are big question marks, right? As as far as like Diego Cartaya, right? You don't know what's going to happen with those guys, and it seems like right. there's really no place for Bush or or Vargas, right? Unless you're going to put them out in left field. So I think those are definitely trade chips if they want to go ahead yeah. and maybe I don't know if are they, are they still in a trade for like Dylan Cease, right? Are they going to go after you know that route? Or, you know, we were talking about um, Lusardo yesterday, right? Are they going to go that route? Like, I think there's still moves to be made. And I think after everything the Dodgers have done so far, I think there's still more moves that are going to continue to come. Boatman, Dennis Gonzalez said that Syndergaard blew another lead too. So, <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> my goodness, my poor Syndergaard. 
<laughs> Michael Bush should be dealt and, and given a chance somewhere else. Cause that that's the challenge too, with any of these, these minor league guys is a lot of them they're, they're getting older. They're, they're in their prime right now where they could benefit another team where on our team, they kind of get swallowed up in that mess where another team they're, they're going to stand out like the Luke Rayleigh's and, you know, even some of the other people that have gone before, I think Kyle Farmer, um, you know, he's, he's doing well on his other teams. So. Right. Michael Negrete put, made a good point that the Dodgers have two opening days this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. We've got yeah. JR saying trade CT three, Margot Barnes, Stone and Grove add Stone and Grove. So teams take on the major leaguers. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, you got to give up something to get something strong. You know, maybe this is where you go back and see if a Rosarena is still, is still out there and still available. I mean, he still had those posts on, was it Instagram and Twitter where, you know, he was putting up his stuff with, with Otani himself. And a lot of people were saying it was a cry for help. So is he an option for us still? I mean, getting back to the point that Jason, you were making earlier about like the Lakers, right? They were that when they had Shaq and those like people wanted to play for the Lakers. Right. And I still think, you know, guys wanted to play like for the Dodgers, but I think now, Seeing what they've done this offseason, right? They went out and got Shohei, right? They, and they got you know the best available free agents that were on the market. Like, there's going to be other guys that you know, be like, you know what? I want to go play on that team. That team is definitely right. building something, and it's not just like, like you know, we're saying it's not just one year, it's not two years. I think this is this is something that five, ten years. This this team that they're putting together is going to be a team, you know, for for the long haul. Right, and there's been stability in this organization. So not just what's what you see on the field, but in terms of management, whether you you know whether you you like Dave Roberts or not, or whether you like Andrew Friedman or not, or ownership, it's there's been a stable ownership, leadership, team, and management all the way through for several years. I think that means a lot to players when they sign somewhere as well. And look, there hasn't been any drama really for the most part. Now <laughs> you got the Julio Rias uh, issue, and of course you had um. Help me out Trevor here. Bauer. Trevor Bauer as well. But Dodgers took care of that, right? And so that's a whole different story. But behind the scenes there, I think the word is out. I think you mentioned it early, uh, earlier, Amy, how we have the brainiacs behind the scenes that are putting together the lineups. The Dodgers will spare no expense at getting some of the best baseball minds out there, some of the best trainers out there, facility upgrades, stadium upgrades. Um, you know, And so it's there. People know we're a good organization to play for. And, and so I think that has a lot to do for com- wanting to come down to Los Angeles uh, makes up for all the issues with taxes and things like that and how expensive it is to live out here. Um, but I think they, they overall, it's a very strong organization that people want to play for now. And, remember, well, and for all the Dave Roberts haters, this players love them. Is still out there. Well, but, but it's also, who are you going to get? That's better than Dave Roberts right now out there. The players love him. He, he is a player's manager. Like, he he, I mean, he does hold the team together. We've heard it in, in some of the dugout interviews, like the, the mentality that he has. I'm just curious, like, who who would be better? I know, like I said, I know a lot of people don't like his tactics, but Uh-oh. who would you get to replace him? You're going to get a whole list right now. Oh, <laughs> Benji sure. Gill, here but, we go. But, but <laughs> you opened up Pandora's why, box. No, but that's why we have our chat. That's why, like, we like let us know, guys. Who do you, Who do you think would be better? And remember too, also as we're thinking, we're thinking long term for the Dodgers. Remember, uh, Shohei put the, put in that key, what they call key man clause, right? Of Friedman and Mark yes. Walter being in charge of the Dodgers, right? Or else, if if one of those guys goes, Shohei can say, you know what, I'm out of here, right? So I think that's going to be very important too. 
right in the next 10 years going forward right because i don't think the dodgers are going to want to lose shohei so that's phil jackson (laughs) (laughs) i say we should go after a japanese manager that would complete the triangle and the trifecta here get get assigned a manager from the japanese league and bring him out here to coach the dodgers that'd be fun we've got the reverse of mr baseball right i mean just an option you're saying benji benji gills otani's best i would love to have benji gills somehow you know, on this on this staff, you know, with Dave, if he was his bench coach or something, or or somebody in there as well. I mean, Benji Gill, I think he has a great mind for baseball. You know, we've seen his success over in the Mexican League, and he's he's there now again. Like, um, he's managing the the Chados, I believe. Um, so I mean, he's had success over there, and and yeah. he had success with WBC Team Mexico, right? Took him right up to to the semifinals. So I think Benji Gill, you know, if he if he gets hired somewhere on as a manager. It'd be a great hire, but I would love to see him in the Dodgers organization somehow. I keep seeing Chase Utley, and that's a name mm-hmm. I've always, always wanted to see in a Dodger uniform again at some capacity. You see, I, him and JT together as like co-managers. You see, I, I see those names too, like Chase Utley too, but I've never heard Chase Utley saying that he has a desire to do that. Right. Right. I mean, has anybody ever heard that? So like people he, they throw out that name, but I've never seen him actually say I he has a desire he, to manage. He it. did have aspirations, but he also wants to be there for his kids while they're growing up right. right now. So you have those two competing needs and it's like, OK, do I do I go commit myself to what, eight, nine, ten months out of the year while my kids are at a, a pivotal age? And so, you, I mean, I definitely get the poll, but I think he has mentioned in the past that he would be open to that. You've got Philip Lopez saying, "Do you do you think the Dodgers trade for Corbin Burns? Do you think the Ooh. the Brewers let him go?" See now, yes. now that now that Shohei is off, Yamamoto is off. Now I think is when we start seeing, okay, are the Brewers going to trade Corbin Burns? Right? Are are the White Sox going to trade Dylan Cease? Right? Or now I think we're going to start seeing Snell get picked up. I think oh, we're gonna sure. Start, we're going to start seeing now those the guys that missed up missed out like. I mean, it didn't look like Snell had a, a a huge market, right? I was hearing that Anaheim is interested in him, right? I mean, I think that's going to pick up now for him. Probably the two New York teams are probably going to look at him now. So I think now it's going to open the doors for these other guys, and we're going to start seeing those signings. And luckily, Cody's not here right now because his eyes would roll so far back into his head about that, <laughs> about us potentially picking him up. So <laughs> we'll save him that that eye surgery. Let's see. <laughs> Bottom line, it depends whoever Otani wants, period, from Broman74, dude. This is a question for you, Amy, because you're a season ticket holder. Blue22 wants to know, how much are Dodgers season tickets now? Well, so our tickets were set in stone because we pay um, we pay a year in advance. So, like, mine are already paid at this point. Um, so, it just I guess it depends on where you're sitting. Um, so, I wonder if they're going to go up, like, say, from, like, you if you already purchased, like, I wonder if now like- it would be next year that we would see the increase if that happened, because we we've already they start the the renewals in like July and August. And then you've, you've got them paid off between um, September and February. I'm wondering so. if they're going to bring back Yoshinoya the same way they did when 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 uh, we signed Adel Nomo back in the 90s. Anyone else remember that they put a Yoshinoya at Dodger <laughs> Stadium in the 90s after they signed Adel Nomo. Interesting. Hmm. Now the Maybe. food's got to change now because we have two Japanese players now. It'll be very interesting to see what what uh... this is how good we have it, folks. And we're not talking about the food and the concessions at Dodger Stadium. Jr. said he has good seats by the bullpen. He'll send us videos when he warms up. <laughs> <laughs> Micheladas now five hundred. Micheladas with sake now. Sake chiladas. Right. Dodger dogs a thousand yeah. now. <laughs> I love Nomo too. 
I, th- I think that was, you know, Idel Nomo, just to kind of harp on that for a little bit, I say that with some tongue in cheek, but I, if you, I remember the nostalgia behind signing Idel Nomo, and we're talking about the early 90s. So these things, you know, no social media, any of that stuff. The guy was not touted like Otani was or anything like that, but it, it was such an exciting time. I remember being a Dodger fan and signing Idel Nomo back then. And I, and I feel some of that coming back. I mean, this is, Idel Nomo times 10, I guess, right? But it's kind of nice. I remember that. It was nice to see the transition, to see the culture, to see folks get behind him. I'll never forget when he threw his no-hitter in Colorado. I mean, that, that was that was interesting. It was exciting. And so it's nice to see that happen again. And, and that was, geez, that was, what, 30 years ago or so, right? 30 I can't believe it. Time flies. But here we are again. And I think that's really, really exciting to see that and to sign these players from overseas and, and, and uh, see what happens at Dodger Stadium around that because – these are things that happened when, you know, when we, when we got Fernando Valenzuela in the 80s. Not that I remember. I was barely born back then, but just from what you what you what you see. And so these are these moments that we have that we're privileged to as Dodger fans every decade or so often, every generation. We see these things happen um, and we're doing it again. And I think this is just really exciting to see. I, I really hope the city, the community, it looks like we are embracing it, uh, going to have a lot of fun around this. And so now we just got to win because the nostalgia will will die very quickly if the team falls way, way short. Right. And so, uh, but it's exciting to see all the, the murals and all that, that are going to go up and that are already going up. So. And once again, you've got the Dodgers at the forefront, like you said, Fernando, um, Nomo, like all of, all yeah. of that stuff. It's it, teams love to hate us, but we also bring our, we're, we're building history in our own way, whether they, we have a target on our back or not. Our, our fan base at least can, can recognize what's happening and and we can celebrate it. So. Juice Nero's said, would Idel Nomo survive the pitch, the pitch clock nowadays? Can we talk about that? I know we didn't get on here to talk about that. But th- did I read that right? Did they just make it tighter, the t- pitch clock now? Um, MLB with runners in scoring position now is down to 18 seconds from 20? Yeah, I think with runners on, yeah, they, they, they chopped I, off. A am I the only one that thinks that's too far? I, I mean, if anything, I feel like we could have added a couple of extra seconds. I don't. I, I I felt after a year of the, of of what we saw, the game almost moved a little too fast for my in my opinion. Well, I I think I think some of the 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 backing to that was, I think the the pitcher released the ball with like they still had like seven or eight seconds left to go, so they they figured hey we can probably shave off a little bit more off that time. Okay. Okay. And, and yeah. I think the the players' association released a statement today that they weren't embracing any more changes from from whatever was coming out of the MLB because. They wanna they wanna wait see see what happens after this year do another year of research and see how that's playing out because we've made a lot of quick changes we took away um, foreign substances last year midway through the season we don't know what impact that had on pitchers we saw a lot more injuries we don't know if that's related or not and then you've got the pitch clock is that contributing to some pitchers is is it not and they just have to suck it up and get used to it but I think having a little more data isn't going to hurt anybody. And, and but that's also one reason why I was a little bit surprised that they made more changes so quickly after only one year. Um, I mean, Roger did make a good point. I guess the data was so strong that that seven or eight extra seconds, according to what you said, I guess that makes sense. That might have been an obvious one, but I feel like now they're they, they got excited and now they're just making changes way too quick. And I don't know. I, I'm not a, pu- a super purist of the sport per se, but I like to see things get exciting. But I don't know. At the same time, I, I, I'd like to see them cool it for a little bit with some of the changes that baseball is trying to make. I, I, obviously, the pitch clock was a success, apparently. Uh, you know, um, I don't know, by a, a few different measures. I'd love to see what that meant in terms of uh, concessions and sales. 
I've always thought that with a faster game, you're going to sell less at the concession stands, less beer sales, all those things. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, um, but I don't know. It was interesting to see some of the changes that they're and they're also expanding the lane. I believe I read that. Is that correct? From um, yeah, going to first base. Yeah, going to first base. Them, they're giving them more, more of, of the lane there. Yeah. So yeah. um, real quick as we start wrapping up. So just an option. Says Jason, you have a broadcaster voice. That's because Jason is the voice of the South Bay Lake, South Bay, can't even speak South Bay Lakers. So that's I mean, if you heard him, you probably heard him at at some of those games. And and he's actually uh, done some Laker games as well, right, Jason? I did two Laker games. So here's a trivia. Only one other person has ever done a Lakers game in the last like 26 years other than LT, Lawrence Tanner. Um, and that was yours truly. But yeah, that was two games in 2018 because he was out sick and I filled in for LT. Um, and I was also at LAFC. So I was the inaugural announcer. So if any of you ever been to an LAFC game in 2018, the very first season, I was the announcer their first year there at uh, what used to be Bank of California. Right now it's um, BMO Stadium. But, yeah, thank you very much. So, yeah, so I think we'll, we'll start wrapping up. We'll try and get uh, Juan, Cody, you know, Alonso, Alicia on maybe, hopefully, maybe even tomorrow or through the weekend, or if not next week, we'll go back live and kind of get their their reaction to uh, – to Yamamoto, he's a Dodger for 12 years, 325 million. Uh, we're still waiting on more information as far as opt-outs. We did hear that there are a couple opt-outs in the deal, uh, but we don't know when those are are to occur. So we're still waiting on that. Hopefully, we get some more info on that, and you know, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on that. Thanks I to everybody that. who yeah. hopped in. Like, we got a lot of people in the chat engaging. Like, great job, guys. This was a total last-minute thing for us, for you too. Like just having you guys on here, um, it, it means the world to us. So thank you. And let's try to find the Prince of Darkness. Maybe he's in one of these chats as a, as a fake <laughs> <laughs> trying to throw us off here. But no, we missed the guy. So yeah, so so we'll be on uh, tentatively. We have a, a live schedule for next Wednesday. So if you catch us for sure next Wednesday, but like I said, we might go on uh, sooner than that to get you know some of the others' uh, reaction to the Yamamoto deal. And as we get more info, like I said, we'll. We'll post it. So uh, any last words from you guys? We got Yamamoto. <laughs> like, what a great night. All we need is Cindergard as our pitching coach, and we're ready to go. Oh, oh we can we can bring Cindergard back. I know I know he's a free agent, so I know I know you'd love that, Jason. So you never know. Hey, they might have a couple million dollars to throw his way and yo, know. my haircut, he's ready to go. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good night, and we'll we'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.